welcome welcome everybody um i hear a little feedback it might be my phone let me check um welcome to luncheon with lisa um luncheon with lisa comes on every thursday 7 to 8 p.m on um, eastern standard time um we stream live on facebook and youtube so take a quick minute don't don't go too far but take a quick minute and share with somebody um let them know that we're on um like share subscribe whatever you're supposed to do depending on the page um and tune in with us so we're on youtube and facebook so you know yell in the other room and tell them to tune in because we have some great guests that we're going to be talking to actually um this group is actually locked in the last last two Thursdays of Luncheon with Lisa. So that's how huge this is. Um, they took over March. They were like, okay, enough is enough. It's going to be about us for the next <laughs> the next two weeks. Um, and I wanted to remind everybody that we are still celebrating Women's History Month all month long in March. So that's always on the table. I'm going to share a few things with you about what's going on and coming up. And then we're going to kind of introduce our guests and get into a conversation. Um, and as I've been saying, and they've been saying, posting, we're going to step into, we're going to, not in the name of love, we're going to step into leadership greatness and talk about what's going on with this new book release. So I wanted to remind everybody. So tonight we're having um, some of the co-authors come on. Hello, Dion. Thanks for joining in. Um, so we're having some of the co-authors join in. I think Dr. Jennifer will be with us next Thursday. Um, so we'll have some more co-authors coming in on the 25th. Um, but I wanted to mention that on March 23rd, all of them will be together to release this book called Step Into Leadership and Greatness. Um, and I am excited to be the host. Um, so I can't wait. Um, but we have some special guests. I think we have Charlene Day. Um, Mr. Olds, I think, is a special guest speaker. And Cheryl Wood has been added um, as a special guest. So, um, and of course, Dr. Jennifer and all these wonderful co-hosts are going to be there. So I'm hoping that you all will register. It's on March 23rd, 630. So y'all be there. It gives you time to get off work and move from one desk to the other because most of us are home. Um, and tune in and have a great time. So I also wanted to mention that coming in April, I will be part of a project. There's a release for a new magazine called Tap In Magazine. It's for women. It's going to be released in April and I will be featured in that magazine. So I'm a little excited about that. Um, and I will say that in the last two weeks, we have actually um, released an event that I have going on called the Power of Shut Up Symposium. So I have a little board here. I wanted to show you all because um, I've been, you know, you buy a little stuff from Amazon. But the Power Shut Up Symposium is Saturday, April 24th, 2021. So I want you all to go to Eventbrite and please get your tickets. We have a wonderful panel. I wanted to mention we have Mark Clark, who is going to be on there. He used to have a show on WHUR with his wife, Allison Seymour. He's going to be a speaker. We have Victoria Holland, who is the Elevated Motivator. Um, Master Coach. She's a host of her own show. She has some wonderful things going. We have Dana Hutchinson, who is the CEO of Dove Style Magazine, as far as um, the editor. She's a, a editor-in-chief, I'm sorry, um, of Dove Style Magazine. And we also have um, Prince DeJour, who used to be on uh, BET, if you all remember him. Um, he's going to be on there. And we have a wonderful host, Sean Mason. Um, she's had her own show. She does some amazing things. Um, so she's going to be hosting it. She's also a comedian. Um, so she's going to definitely keep us entertained. And maybe later on, I will announce we have a special musical guest. 
um, that is going to be with us on that day, along with giveaways. Um, we have a couple of surprises. We are going to have a wonderful time. So please go get your tickets. Um, and join us on April 24th. It will be kind of a celebration. My birthday is in April and most people who know me know that I celebrate all month long, maybe all year long, but birthdays are huge. Um, they're a big deal. Um, so I'm going to be in lieu of my birthday since we're still in quarantine. This is going to be my event where I get to give to other people um, because I am a giver. So yeah, I'm going to be giving people stuff on my birthday because why not? Um, so please look, you know, look at that and see if you want to join us. Um, and we'll be giving giveaways all month long in April. So without further ado, I want to introduce some of our guests. So I'm going to go down the line. I'm first going to shout out, um, and it's Nadia, I believe is how we pronounce her name. She couldn't make it with us tonight, but we're doing a special shout out to her um, and know that she's with us. And she is welcome to come when she feels better at any time. But we're going to pretend like she is right on this stage with us. So, Nadia, shout out to you. Um, and you are one of the co-authors of this book. So we're going to be celebrating with you all, what, week long, two weeks long, because we have a lot going on this week. So let me see who we're going to introduce first. So let me see if I can introduce the ladies first. Now, I'm not going to say a lot so we can get into um, having a conversation, but I wanted to introduce and say a little bit about Nadia, who is a veteran staff sergeant retired after serving 10 years in the U.S. Army. Um, Nadia has worked in the areas of promotions and marketing for over five years, and she has hosted several events that raise substantial amounts of money for the community throughout her nonprofit organization called Step Toward Awareness. So like I said, we are welcoming Nadia. Um, we also want to introduce one of our guests. We have Katrina Tasby. I'm hoping I say, I'm saying your name right. And she is a U.S. Air Force veteran who resides in the greater Houston, Texas area. After moving to Houston in 2015 for a promotion with the federal government, Mrs. Tasby felt she wanted more for herself and her family. So a few years later, she studied to become a realtor and obtained her real estate license. And we have her with us and she's going to tell us more about herself. Um, as we move forward, we also have, we have a full house today, you all. So we have, is it Devetta? Am I saying this correctly? It's yes, Devetta, Devetta, right? Yes. Okay. She is a native of Washington, D.C., currently residing in the DMV area with a bachelor's degree in organizational management, and she has 35-year professional career in human resources. She's held leadership roles at various levels covering project management as well as department um, departmental and people oversight. So welcome to Luncheon with Lisa. Um, I also want to welcome, who do we have left? We have Tamika, who is a woman who endured 18 years of fertility challenges to now having the family of her dreams. Tamika, who knows what it means to preserve, um, to preserve for, her, for your life's goals. After 18 years of trying, crying, and praying, Tamika finally manifested her life goal of becoming a mother and gave birth to two beautiful children. And she's going to tell us more about what she's doing with this book. Tamika Chapman, Chapman is an award-winning global speaker, international best-selling author, international talk show host, and pres perseverance mindset coach. So welcome to the show. We also have, I think we've gotten the ladies um, out the way. So we're going to introduce the gentleman. We have Jim Kennedy. Um, he writes about parenting and values-based leadership. 
His articles have appeared in publications like the Huffington Post and the Goodman Project. He is also the author of a book, Discerning God's Purpose, A Father's Journey from Tragedy to Triumph, where he shares how his faith led him to his calling. He also shared how he came to rely on the words, with God, all things are possible. Welcome, Jim, to Luncheon with Lisa. And last but certainly not least to the show is Tommy. Tommy R. Nash, um, he is the nation's number one leadership development and instructor. Um, you are he is here. You are here by purpose, not by circumstance, is what Tommy says. With over 25 years of leadership experience as a naval officer and 15 years of organizational leadership within private industry and federal government, he uses his experience to apply consulting services to businesses, communities, individuals, and entrepreneurs in achieving their missions. I want to welcome all of you all to the luncheon with Lisa show. We have some people in this house today, okay? <laughs> so I'm seeing, I, I'm now I'm, it's making sense how step into leadership greatness. Um, yeah, it's it make it's making sense why you all are part of this project. Um, so I want to start, and anybody can speak up first, so I'll just kind of call someone's name. But I want to know, you know, what made you, what attracted you to this project? Um, and we'll talk a little bit about your connection with Dr. Jennifer. Um, but what attracted you to this um, this book project? Was it the title of the book or what, what was it? So let's start with um, Katrina. Hi, yes, thank you so much for having us here. So I've known Dr. Jen from my days working with her at TSA in the DC area. So me and Dr. Jen go a little ways back uh, working together and I met her through someone else and we've just kind of clicked and remained friends even through me moving here to the Houston area. And what attracted me, she, she sought me out. I had no you know, inkling of wanting to co-write a book or author anything. And she came to me, she said, uh, Katrina, so I'm doing my first anthology and I want you to be a part of it. I was like, write a book? She's like, yeah. So I was like, what do I have to do? So she laid everything out and she specifically wanted me to do my chapter, which is on growth leadership, because she knew I still worked full time with the federal government. I had I was a realtor and I also me and my husband together. We own our own cleaning company. So I'm always super duper busy. I'm always going. And she know, I've, like I said, I've always wanted more for myself and not just for me. I always like to encourage other people to not be stagnant in what they're doing. It's always more out there. You have to go out and seek more for yourself and for your families. Never be complacent in what you're doing. I tell my employees on a daily basis, you know, don't just sit here and be the same step in the same grade for the next 15 years. You know, just because you're not at headquarters in D.C. because we are at field level here. It's other positions out here, even within the federal government. Don't be afraid to go out and do more. So I'm always about instilling in them growth and going forward and doing more, not just personal, educational, career-wise, everything. And so that's what really attracted me that she saw me. And I felt honored that she sought me out to do that. So I felt, you know, I felt a little bit special when she came to me. I was like, that's oh, Dr. Jen awesome. loves me. Yes. <laughs> yes yeah. And now look, not, not just Dr. Jennifer, but you have a whole lot of people that love you because you became part of a bigger family. Cause that's why I like collaborations because it brings people together and then you have a huge support system. So before you even come out the gate, you already have people who believe in what you're doing because they're part of it too. So I like that. So I wanted to move over to um, Dr. Tommy. How did you get attracted to this project? What made you want to be a part of this? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. 
And before I continue, I just do want to uh, convey my sincere wishes to all of the uh, the best wishes for all the, the ladies, the women for this month, International uh, Women's Month. So, um, what attracted me was similar to uh, um, my, my experience was similar as well. I work with uh, Dr. Jen at TSA. I'm still at TSA. Dr. Jen is not. But uh, back in 2010, when I started, we were in the same department uh, for several years. And then she went uh, on to do other things. But uh, as I said, I'm still there. But uh, she knew I was becoming a professional speaker and I'm and doing things for myself. And I had asked her for some advice. So when she got ready to write the book, she uh, asked me, she sent me, uh, asked me to uh, be a part of it. And I graciously, graciously accepted. And, uh, and she said, okay, pick a chapter. And I, the chapter that I chose, you know, personal leadership, self-awareness, and standard setting, it was because of several reasons. You know, one uh, contributing factor that I wanted to communicate the importance of personal leadership. Okay. Uh, and what to me means, you know, you build up on what you have, you use your quality leadership skills to help other people excel in their endeavors. And so, and in addition to that, you have standard setting. And Stanley said it about doing the right thing. As I said before, if you're old enough to remember Spike Lee's movie, Do the Right Thing. Mm -hmm. it's, and doing the right thing is just more about doing the right thing when you're in the presence of others. You have to do the right thing when you're by yourself. But if you think about it, you're never by yourself with technology now because you got to, even when you think you're not, technology, <laughs> the cameras, everything, still watching. So you That's still right. got to do the right thing. But what you're doing, and in, 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 in essence, what you're doing, though, when you're doing the right thing, leaders, when you're not around anybody else, you send up, you have a mindset and you're creating that mindset that, hey, you know what? This practice make perfect. But mm -hmm. you set an example for somebody else because you always have followers. Some you know about, some you don't. And those That's are the ones you have to really worry about. So <laughs> in doing so, you have to try to be your best self at all times. Absolutely. Um, it looked like she has some winners with this and you all are all leaders in your own right. I have a question for everybody once I kind of go around the table with this first um, question on how you got connected to the project um, in regards to leadership. But let's go down to um, Jim. Tell us about how you got connected with this book project. Well, again, uh, well, first of all, thank you, Lisa, for for having not just me, but all of us on and and uh, the work that you're doing to help us with the launch, because I'm really excited to uh, see you on. Uh, well, virtually see you again on lunch day. That's However, right. I'm going to sound a little bit like a broken record because I, too, used to work with Dr. Jen. And we've known each other for about 15 years. And the reason why uh, Jen and I connected was when we were at TSA, uh, we were two of a few, there weren't that many of us African-Americans who were in senior leadership positions. So we tended to look out for one another and we formed relationships. I wasn't in her department. I was in another area, but like I said, because we all kind of kind of looked out for each other, I I, I uh, learned about her, and we had similar values. We had similar philosophies on leadership and things like that. So, uh, just like Tommy said, uh, Jennifer left TSA. I left TSA, and I ended up writing a book, the book that you mentioned, Jennifer read it and 
Next thing I know, I get an email and she says, hey, I'm doing this project on uh, stepping into leadership greatness and I would really like for you to be a part of the project. And I said, okay, but you realize that I'm now talk about parent leadership and specifically dad leadership. She said, that's exactly what I want because people will always think that leadership is about management, is about titles, and it really isn't. It's about influence and anybody can influence. You You hope that they influence in a positive way, but anybody can influence. And so uh, I talk about the things that I do in raising my children, but also uh, my specific uh, chapter is called Parent Leadership, and it's really preparing the leaders of tomorrow because it's not enough for you to be a leader. You need to leave a legacy. And so that is the, the biggest thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that when you leave, you leave the earth or you leave an organization or what have you better than the way you found it. Absolutely. I love that. We're going to touch on that a little bit because I like the parent leadership. Um, and I guess, you know, I keep going back to in any conversation with what we've just gone through in 2020 and still kind of in it in 2021. Um, leadership <laughs> um, is definitely um, something that we need to probably uh, define for people because I think we've kind of gotten lost in the definition. Um <laughs> So that's definitely because we're going to come back around to that because we need to get clear because we lost our way a little bit. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Tamika, thank you so much, Jim. Tamika, so share with me a little bit about how you got connected with Dr. Brian and this book project. All right. So thank you so much for the opportunity to come on here. And I think I'm probably one of the only people a part of this project that has not worked with Dr. Jennifer. Okay. Um, However, I met her, uh, I met Dr. Jennifer a few years ago um, and we connected. And so when she came about and went and, and talked to me about um, doing her own project, I was all for it. And then she asked me to be a part of her strategic leadership team um, to bring it forth. I was like honored <laughs> um, that someone would consider me to um, be in that position. But um, I immediately said yes. Um, for one, you know, we've read so many leadership books from other leaders all around the world. And for an opportunity like this to present itself where we all, um, who I consider mm -hmm. us all to be regular people who are in these, in these leadership positions doing exactly what needs to be doing, not living just for the title, but actually serving in the, in the role that we're in, um, I thought it was a very befitting time to do something like this. And then it just so happened that we're African-Americans, right? Mm -hmm. And so to be a part of something so um, great to, I don't want to mess up my words, but being a part of something so great mm. of, you know, black leaders writing a leadership book. I've been calling this thing the greatest leadership book to hit the virtual streets. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> we <laughs> don't claim that. We gonna claim right. that <laughs> <laughs> because we are talking from our personal experiences with the with the topics that we've written on. You know, we're talking from our personal experiences, and that's something that I appreciated that she did. She wanted us to touch on our personal history and our personal experiences to bring that forward, allowing people to see that yes, this is me, but this is also you. You're in the same position where I once was, and so this is what I did to move along the scale in my leadership. So that's um, really what drew me to wanting to be um, a part and saying yes to the opportunity. 
Absolutely. And last but certainly not least, Minister Henderson, share a little bit about how you connected with this um, book project. Sure. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I definitely look forward to you hosting the the uh, launch uh, next week. And I just look forward to seeing to reading all of the chapters. This is a bit yes. an amazing uh, process. I became connected to Dr. Jen not right before she she uh, launched the start of the anthology uh, in a virtual conference, and I listened to her speak and listen to her story. She was so compelling and I just loved her story and what she was doing with her life and her business. And so when she, when I saw through the uh, group of the, the conference that she was uh, starting an anthology, I just burst, I just pushed myself in there. I have never worked I with her. Right. <laughs> I did not know her other than the conference and when she had the call uh, for authors and the, the initial meeting i stepped right in i had never been in an anthology before i am an author but i was so uh, drawn by the title stepping into le into leadership greatness having been a follower and a leader so I just had to be a part and I'm glad that I did. It's been a great journey because I wanted to show that leadership is important because I've been a frontline leader, meaning uh, entry level employees this and entry level people. It's important that you take what you're doing seriously and step all the way in to the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Actually, it's a perfect segue. Um, so, and it seems like that I like that some people have known her for a while and there's other people have just met her. I actually um, met Dr. Jennifer um, maybe last year in the middle of COVID, as a matter of fact. Um, and leadership is her thing. I mean, it is her thing. So it's exciting um, what she's doing because this is, it's good when you're doing something that's like your thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can do a lot of different things, but when leadership is like your thing, it's like, okay, this is not work this is fun um but what i wanted to ask you about in regards to leadership because you all kind of touched on it was you know i always thought about in, in conversations or platforms i've been on and we talked about leadership we're always and i think the assumption is always that the leader is in the front um but i've been always of the understanding that the leader or at least the way you know because everybody leads differently that you know a lot of times the leader is somebody you don't necessarily see someone in the back um, making sure that because because what happens is that in order to be to me a good leader, you have to trust other people to take it on and, and lead the way. And then you bring up the rear, and make sure don't nobody mess with what you've done. Um, so that's how I view it a lot of times. But give me a definition of what leadership means to you, because like I said, everybody's different in what they view leadership as. And it can be several things. It's not just one thing. But let's go to Katrina. What is what is um what does leadership mean to you? Well, how would you define leadership? Leadership to me is defined by you showing that you have empathy for your people. You are not self-serving for yourself and just concerned about just the job. You have to show some kind of care and consideration about the people that work for you, serve under you, and that you can show that you're more than you're more than just a company person or, uh, you know, if you're in the government, a government person, 
you care about everything. You, yes, you care about the mission, getting the task accomplished, but you care about how that person go about doing that job. It's something that's bothering them. A leader shows empathy and sincerity. You have, you know, compassion for them as a person and not just, you know, get the job done, do this. You know, you're eight and out the gate. You know, if someone comes into the job and you can tell they're upset, you ask them why. You know, right. you can, something's visibly wrong with them. Be be concerned about it. Don't don't be, you know, cold hearted or just knock it off or be like a wash about it. You know, a leader is really into their people, not just about the mission at hand. I agree. I mean, you got to connect with the people who are on your team because um, they have to know that you care or they'll check out on you. Um, I mean, and you work your best for people who you feel like care about you. So, I mean, you give them extra and beyond when you feel like, oh, OK, they they really, you know, they care about me. So we do all kind of extra when people care about us. Um, I think sometimes people don't remember that when they're in leadership positions that you can get more out of me if you treat me well. Um, exactly. It goes hand in hand. I agree. So Dr. Tommy, tell us what your definition of leadership is. Absolutely. I'd be glad to, but if I may, that's a, you created a segue for me when you said leaders leading from the front. Coincidentally, my book that I wrote just before I joined with uh, Dr. Jen was The Leading Edges leading from the front, the back, the sides, and top to bottom. So you don't necessarily have to be in the front to be a leader. But to me, leadership means more than just being that title on the on, on the front of a car or the, or the back of a car. Because, you know, leaders sometimes, the greatest leaders sometimes, are not the one that are mentioned. They are sometimes the one that just make things go. But in combination of some of the things I already said, you have to display that emotion. Display the uh, be willing to do the unpopular things. Be willing to transform people because you're not a manager anymore. You are a leader, and when you're a leader, people flock to you. They look for you as to set the example. They look to you, to you to become that transactional leader if that's what you're going to be. Because there are different kinds. As long as you're not one that's going to be say a lousy fair leadership, but there are so many various styles out there that define a person. No one. There's not one. A cooker cutter that fits all. So right. leadership is is so many things, but you know it's much more than being a leader. It's about being an effective leader, just like effective communication. So you have to be. By the way, communication is part of that uh, being a leader. So it's so many bright things that you could talk about that that combine to just make one great leader. So to me, I just think it's uh, a combination of all of them, round up in one. But you have to be willing to make the sacrifice for your people because if you don't take care of your people, you can't complete the mission. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Minister Henderson, share with me your definition of um, being a leader, because um, I agree it, it's all kinds of leaders. Um, we just need to know where we are good, you know, in our leadership role. Um, and I think instead of that one definition that everybody thinks you have to fit into that or you're not. Um, you know, and you all are explaining that that's just not true. So, Minister um, Henderson, what's your definition? That's absolutely true. And, and there's so many different uh, definitions and so many different ways to be a leader. For me, a leader is someone who is going to be able to own the situation, own whatever's going on. You you take ownership of it. You don't just sit around. The leader is the one who's not just sitting around looking to see what's going on. They step in in full 
force with all they have, you know, all they have. A leader is a servant and leader will do whatever it takes, whatever the, the, the followers are doing, that's what the leader is going to do. If, if, if no one else will do it, the leader will step in to do it. Leading the way, leading the example. That's how they step up to the front to, to be the example as to what needs to be done, what should be done. And showing that the people that are behind them or beside them as followers, because you can't be a leader without having followers, showing them what that what they're doing is important. What they're doing, the leader cares about. So they're not the only ones that's caring. So a leader is a servant and the person who influences the people to do the best that they can. The leader leads them into the greatness. Absolutely, because I believe that, you know, and I know we everybody has titles and things that they do, whether it's your job or, you know, whatever position you hold. But um, to me, a leadership is um, leadership is actually, you know, leadership shows up whether you have the title or not. When you walk into the room or you're part of a project or you're working um, with a group and you start to do what you do, um, that's when your leadership shows up. Um, and sometimes you're not holding the title. You might just be visiting for the day. Um, but if you're a leader, you know, it's going to show regardless um, of, of what your name is or title or anything. So I love this conversation. So Tamika, um, share with me what your definition is. Well, I would. It's my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the devil. Um, okay, so for me... Leadership, you, it's funny that you mentioned about leadership showing up regardless if you have the title or not, because that's exactly what it, what, it, what it is for me. Leadership is all about believing in yourself, right? Believing in yourself enough that you can actually teach others how to believe in themselves enough to get the job done. Again, I think it was Minister DeVita said that you don't, you're not a leader if you don't have followers. Well, you can't have followers if you don't know how to lead, right? And so leading really is believing that you have the skills, the talents, the abilities, the knowledge, everything that you need in order to move to the next level, in order to help everybody else move to the next level. It's not about it just you going to scale the ladder on your own. It's about a unit and them believing in you, trusting you enough, trusting your knowledge, trusting that you can actually help them to get the job done, to achieve the task, the goals at hand, whatever that is. Um, so for me, leadership, really and truly, it is about believing in you, believing in you enough that you can actually take the lead, um, whatever that situation is. Because a lot of times when we come together, everybody's trying to do something and trying to do this and trying to do that, but nothing is getting accomplished because everybody's trying to go their own way. And so it takes somebody to step in and say, well, hey, why don't we just, you know, take a moment, <laughs> break this thing down. Now, okay, now you do this part because this is where you excel. You do this part because that's where you excel. And that's kind of where it's been for me for most of my career of just stepping in when things needed to get done. And, you know, like you said, it happens regardless. That's really what my chapter in the book was about. Um, wow. The leadership presence, how it actually just... Um, it takes over when you walk in the room. You don't have to do anything or say anything. It's just in you um, to do what needs to be done to help with whatever that task is, not taking the high road, I'm over this, or this is <laughs> not a not something that I should do. Like, no, you, you're part of the team, so let's just get it done. Um, so that's what leadership is for me. Absolutely. And I think, you know, with leadership, sometimes you got to know when, you know, a lot of times you got a lot of leaders in the room. 
So, you know, a good leader knows when to fall back because, you know, there's a whole lot of people leading. There's nothing that I need to say, nothing that and be okay in that space of um, not taking that position because it's already been taken for the moment. And that's all. That's okay. That's real leadership. Um, You know, to me, that's an example of leadership, too. I wanted to um, touch on with Jim earlier. You mentioned something about being an influencer, which I agree. um, And people miss that part because anybody it could be you know, of all ages can be leaders um, in just the way that they do what they do. Um, and when people are attracted to the way you move, your energy, whatever, that that creates that that leadership. So talk to me a little bit about your definition of leadership. Well, one of the things that I usually like to say is leadership is serving something greater than yourself. The, the thing that you start with is service. And Minister DeVita will probably uh, agree with me, but one of the best leadership books that I've ever read, uh, read is the Bible. Because when you come back and you say, okay, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. Okay. And then the next thing is when you say something greater than yourself, okay, you have a common goal, you have a common vision, you come, have a common mission that you want to accomplish, but you the, the the goal is so big that you cannot do it by yourself. You have to have other people in the boat with you. So mm-hmm. when you have that and you are uh you are you know basically getting everybody to row in the same direction and what you're actually ending up doing is you're elevating the people who are working with you so that they can accomplish something that number one, they didn't think they could do, but you also are making them look at the bigger picture and accomplishing something that they never even thought possible. But the at the end of the day, you're raising the boat, you're raising the expectations, you're raising the bar and you're saying, okay, together we can do something that none of us thought possible, but the first thing is, really about service because you're looking at what it is that you're trying to accomplish and it's not something that you can do for yourself or 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 by yourself so when i say you know when we talk about servant leadership and i know that's a, a buzzword now but i've always believed that you know you are serving something greater than yourself and through that process you're really you're not doing it by force you're doing it by influence and you're taking people where they naturally want to go. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. This is a great conversation. I have look probably more questions than we can um, <laughs> deal with in this hour. But what we're going to do is we're going to go to a commercial break real quick and then we're going to come back and dive right back into this conversation because I'm enjoying it.
Welcome back. Um, we're going to dive right back in. Um, I love talking about this. This is wonderful. Um, so I wanted to ask you all um, involving your chapters. I know we've mentioned a little bit about what which each one of your chapters is about. So tell me um, for each of you what you want someone to get out of your chapter by the end of this when you know the book is released and people are reading your chapter for your particular chapter at the end of it what is it that you want the reader to grab um what's the main point of your chapter that you really want them to walk away and say okay so this is what i gained from this so we can start with let's start with tamika um what do you want them to know once they walk away from your chapter besides when to come people- back and read it again <laughs> Absolutely, right? Five times and then get That's five right. more copies to share with five more people that need to learn more about leadership. That's <laughs> Hello. Right. That's um, right. So what I would want people to walk away from my chapter is again, my chapter is about leadership presence. And mm-hmm. again, the book the name of the book is Step into Leadership um, Greatness. Leadership is not just a title. Don't get caught up on the titles. Don't get caught up on, you know, and I refuse. Um, this is not to mean to disrespect anybody at all, because this is from my personal journey. Um, just recently, I had someone I actually shared. And I think I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but I talked about how I scaled in my career and moved up in my career um, to a six figure career <laughs> on both sides of the, of the law of in, in my legal career um, with just an associate's degree. I did that based on how I showed up in the room, based mm-hmm. on how what my work quality was, my work ethic. And, you know, I would come in early. I would get the job done running circles around people that had been there for years and was trying to teach me how to do it. And I say, OK, that's how you've done it in the past. But let's try something new, a little bit more efficient, a little bit more um, quicker to get the job done that's still going to be right. And so, again, it's all about just how you're showing up. Are you showing up? Is your presence wanted in the room? Right. Are you making your presence felt when you're communicating with someone? So it's all about, again, my title, my, the chapter, the title of my chapter is five pillars of leadership presence. And so I go over those five pillars where you can assess your life, assess your career, assess where you're in your your business, whatever it is that you're stepping into, you know, use these pillars and and measure yourself, measure what it is that you're doing. How are you showing up? So if you're not showing up the way you want to be seen and and that's being respected, that's allowing you to move forward with whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, then you need to adjust, pivot, shift some things around to make it happen. So again, I want them to walk away feeling empowered that they can still make a difference in their lives, in their leadership and in their career life or business um, by just shifting how they're showing up. I love that. I love not just the fact that we're, you know, you all are talking in a book about leadership, but you're giving them tools that they can use because that's really what people, when they go to read something, um, they want something that they can apply once they put the book down. Um, and of course, come back. We're going to keep saying that you're going to come back and pick this book up and then tell somebody about it so they can pick it up too. So let me go to Katrina. So, you know, what do you want somebody to get um, or receive from reading your chapter? The main thing I want somebody to receive from what I wrote about is to to step out of your comfort zone. Do not be afraid to do something different because that to me, being stagnant can kill a career, can kill your mindset, can kill almost anything because 
you have to be able to be open-minded enough to go out and grow. It's scary. Let me tell you, from an entrepreneur standpoint, it's it's scary. But yes. you know, without growth, you know, what can what's what's out there? You you'll never know. You will never know. So like, what's the saying? How to without failure, there's no growth. You you won't learn anything without failure. Trust me, I have you know failed a few times within my entrepreneurial you know career. But guess what? I get right back up and I try again. So that's that's, right. the, that's the biggest thing I want someone to learn from my chapter is. Do not stay stagnant. Step out of your comfort zone. Go apply for that job. Go start, you know, your small business. But do not be afraid. It's going to be wrong no matter what. Yeah, I love that. I love the fact that because people don't realize when you do it the wrong, you know, I don't, I used to get upset about you mess something up, do something wrong. But then I realized as I got older that, you know, when you do it wrong, you actually remember what you did wrong. Um, so and it's almost it even more empowering when you do it wrong. Cause it's like, oh, when I come back to this, when somebody is trying to do it, you're like, look, I already did that. I know this does not work. Um, and you have that authority now. Cause it's like, I've already tried that. Um, and that didn't work. So try Let's try this. So, um, I like what you said about the being, not being afraid to fail. Um, so Jim, let's jump back to you on what you want someone to receive. Yours is, a, um, dealing with, you know, parental leadership um that's oh that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole can i won't say worms but that's a big one right there um, so tell me what you want people to get from your chapter well i wrote the chapter it's very it's very funny you mentioned earlier uh about what we've kind of been through over the last year and uh in the middle of the pandemic i remember seeing a lot of people on social media saying, oh, I, I'm stuck in the house with my kids or, oh, I I can't run around and do all the things I want to do, whatever. And but what a lot of people said was, you know, I got a chance to really spend a lot of time with my kids. And I realized while I love them, I don't like them very much. And I said, <laughs> Okay. Now, why is it that you don't like them very much? Because they don't have the character or values or, or whatever that you value or you thought they had. And I said, in my point is, okay, let's focus on your assignment. And we talked about uh, leading in the area that you're good at or whatever, but for parent leadership, uh, I remember uh, Jackie Kennedy Onassis had a saying that said, if you bungle raising your children, then whatever else you do is not worth very much. And, and I agree with that because you are basically, and I like to say, unleashing on the world, your <laughs> offspring, your values, your, um, uh, you know, your standards and, and we kind of want them to be decent. And people are saying all the time, oh, my God, you know, the, the, the next generation is just so terrible and it's going, you know, everything is going to hell in a handbasket. Well, that is something that you can do something about. <laughs> that right. is something. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, even if you do everything great, that, you know, something won't go wrong. But what I am saying is, you focus on your main thing. You focus on if you're a leader, you're developing the leaders of tomorrow. So that when you are no longer here, and I always like to say, when I'm on my deathbed, 
I'm not thinking about the next deal or the deal that got away or what I should have done at work or, you know, or whatever. I'm thinking about my legacy. I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about how they are going to go forward, survive, thrive, what have you. And I want, when I get to the end of my time, I want to be, to hear those words to say, well done, good and faithful servant. But I want to make sure that I leave a legacy and I leave the earth better than what the way I found it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, look, we're connected on the, the children thing because if you all saw the power shut up, I had to, um, you know, that on the children or parental part of it, it was like, you know, we, we're raising our children and we, you know, fussing and, and I was I was a holler. I, you know, I figured I started off on two and y'all didn't hear me. So next time I came out the gate, I'm on 10. So we don't waste any time. <laughs> but I mean, you know, in my later years, I'm realizing that we're everything we do is teaching them something, um, whether it's a habit, um, a thought process, whatever. So we have to be. And I think what you were speaking to was be responsible, um, because a lot of times I've had those conversations about generations and, you know, I actually take ownership of it. So when I'm talking to some of my peers and I say, you know, yeah, these these, these kids can be off the chain sometimes, but I'm like, okay, well, that's our fault because <laughs> we, we dropped the ball on some areas, but, and it's okay because nobody's perfect, but claim right. it so that now you can fix it um, and figure out what to do so we don't, can, you know, do this domino effect with the next generation. So, Minister um, Henderson, tell me a little bit about your chapter and what you want, you know, people to gain from your chapter. Well, my chapter is about the charismatic leader. And what I basically wanted to do was just demystify the mystery around the word. Uh, I want to people, I want people to come out knowing that all they need to be charismatic is to be their authentic self. When they let go, all they have to do is let go of their issues, of their fears, of their anxieties, and just be who they are. My chapter is about how I was able to lead, influence, and, and successfully complete a task with a bunch of a group of people who could not be any more different than I was in at the moment that I stopped trying to be someone else, stop worrying about it and just be me. If I'm the one who gave the corny jokes every day, then I just kept <laughs> giving the corny jokes. And after a while, they even started laughing or they say, here she is again. But what I was trying to do was build a relationship with them. I was trying to build trust. And I always say, if you, you can't leave people who don't trust you and people are not going to trust you if they don't believe what you're saying. And the only way that you can be believable is when you are your authentic self. And so that is my goal, that they realize that everything they need to be a leader is really right inside of them. That's what charisma is. I, I, you know what? I love that because, um, and you got to be okay in your own space. So me being, and I was, you know, when you were speaking, I was thinking about with my husband, I'm, I'm kind of the mushy, gushy one. Um, and they tease me all the time because I'm always just doing these weird little gush, mushy, gushy things. It's just who I am. Um, so when they tease me, sometimes you get a little sensitive at times, but I, I, over the years, I was like, this is who I am. 
So I, you know, I'm good with the laugh. I'm looking for the laugh when they say, what is she coming up with next? Because I mean, you're developing a personality within your relationships with people. So it's almost like, even though they tease you sometimes, they're actually expecting that from you because that's what you've created. Um, and it makes you unique. Um, and so you're leading in that way. So it's like, nobody can do mushy gushy like Lisa can. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> so I love, I love that part of it. So Dr. Tommy, tell us about your chapter and what you want people to gain from your chapter. Oh, thank you. Well, as I alluded to, uh, moments ago, when I mentioned my chapter, personal leadership, self-awareness and setting standards. I'm gonna go in a little bit of reverse order here because they all do contribute to being an effective leader. However, what I do want readers to take away is that, uh, let's start with self-awareness, you know, and I'm gonna keep in uh, commonality here and talking about the word a little bit, but when you're talking about self-awareness, you have to get yourself right first before you can try to get somebody else right. That's you right. have to remove that log from your own eye before you can remove that plank from somebody else's. Because if you don't, you're going to be ineffective when you're trying to help someone else. Now, when we're talking about um, the other part that I want them to take away is about the um, um, ability to develop others. Because you, as a, an effective leader, and I, I talk about that in my chapter, you have to have that integrity. You have to have that honesty. You have to have the ability to develop others. Because, and I kind of alluded to this again, every organization, military or uh, non-military, they may have a mission, but they cannot complete the mission without the people. So it goes back to treating your people right. Treat them right. And that's, and then we mentioned this several times, talking about compassion, empathy. We all, but one thing I did not mention previously was accountability. We need to teach them accountability. So when, when at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what they need to take away from what I wrote is accountability, self-awareness, integrity. And you're talking about the um, also doing the right thing, okay? All of it goes together, or yeah. all of it comes together to make infected leaders, okay? Because if you're not, you're gonna find yourself in a bottleneck. When you're in a bottleneck, what do you have? People might not tell you, your, your subordinates may not tell you you are a bad leader, an infected leader, but you, they don't have to. But because if you know your people, you know you're not being a good leader. Mm -hmm. They don't have to tell you, but someone else may, and it may be the person you don't want to above above you and your senior leadership. So it's all about integrity and yes. honesty. Take that away from my book, from my chapter rather, and I think they'll do well. Absolutely. Um, I love the self-awareness part um, because that's really, um, it touches on too, like I said with Jim, with the power shut up. And I think people, when they saw heard the book they were thinking that i'm going around telling people to shut up and i was like no i'm actually telling me this was about me first and um so that's why i liked what you said about that because i mean you can't you can't look at other people and what they're doing if you haven't first checked you and say okay so lisa what are you doing that's causing this not to work so, you know, I got to figure out what I'm bringing to the table and what's not, not, doesn't mean I'm necessarily doing something wrong, but what I can do better before I go tell people what's not, this not working because you, this, you, 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 we got to look at ourselves, you know, pick up that mirror. Um, and that's one of the first steps of being a leader is that you got to be able to take criticism of yourself 
um, before you can start dishing it out. So I, lo I love that part of it. This has been a wonderful conversation. I mean, we could go, I could go for hours talking about this. Um, I know we can, but you all are definitely welcome to come back. We're going to go to one more commercial and then we're going to come back so that we can let everybody know how to get in touch with you, um, find out where to get the book and that kind of thing. And then of course, remind them about March 23rd so they can be in the house to meet you all again. So we'll do one more commercial and then we'll be right back. So we're back. I wanted to remind everybody that Dungeon with Lisa, you can also um, do ad space on our show to, you know, promote your products or your events or things like that. So please, you know, check us out and we can show you to, to all the people who follow us. I don't know who, who isn't following, but for those who are following us, we definitely want to let them know what you're doing. So welcome back to these wonderful co-authors of Step Into Leadership Greatness. And I want to go around and find out where we can get in touch with you, your social media handles, um, and where this book is going to, where they can find this book so they can register. Are they doing pre-sales? That kind of stuff. So let's start with Dr. Tommy. We'll go around. So Dr. Tommy, tell us um, where we can find you so they can connect with you. Well, thank you again. Thank you for having us this evening. Absolutely. Um, on my website is Koga, the nation's number one life instructor. And then that can be found at, uh, that's where you can find my website. Uh, LinkedIn and Facebook, both. If you just look up my name, Dr. Tommy R. Nash, it'll, it'll pop up. So that's how you can get me. And if you're looking for my email, it's businessman6349 at yahoo.com. Thank you. I love it. I love it. So, Jim, tell us where everybody can find you. Mine is uh, simply Dad Leadership. My website is dadleadership.com. My social media handles are Dad Leadership uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Uh, and so that's the best way to get a hold of me. You can uh, you can follow me on Facebook and, and, and all of that, but it's Dad Leadership. Okay, thank you, Jim. What about Tamika? Tell us where we can find more about you. Hey, hey. So I'm Tamika Walker Chapman on Facebook. Um, Tamika Chapman, pretty much everywhere. Um, my handle at the Real Mogul Moms. Um, you can find me on any social media platform: Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Um, that's where that's where I reside. <laughs> Wonderful, Minister Henderson. Tell us where we can find more for you. I am everywhere. Debetta Henderson, Facebook. Uh, LinkedIn. Uh, my website is DevettaHenderson.com. The only word that is different is uh, uh, Instagram is Devetta J. Henderson. Okay. And Katrina, where can we find you? So I am on Instagram at Trina the Realtor. But if you guys put in Google hashtag Trina the Realtor, and I'll pop up with Instagram and my uh, Facebook. Um, my email is K. S. Tansby, my last name, at gmail.com. Okay. 
Wonderful. So there's no excuse for everybody who's on to reach out to them, find out what else they have going on and definitely reach out to purchase their books. So I wanted to remind everybody that March 23rd is the virtual book release. Um, so you all can register. I believe the event is on Eventbrite and you can go out there and register and make sure you are sitting in the room so that you can hear more about leadership because um, we need to fix what's been broken. Um, it's a whole lot of mess going on out here and it's time for people to step up and then um, raise our children to be you know, leaders because um, we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> we actually saw in 2020 that there's a whole lot of work to do. Um, so definitely get out there and we're going to say purchase this book three times over. Buy it for a friend or for a family member or somebody because we all need to have some kind of leadership skills, whether we are at home, whether we're working, whether we retired, whatever we are doing, there is some leadership skills involved. Um, even when you got to take care of a bill on the phone, you got to, you know, work some of them leadership skills to make sure, you know, you don't get got or whatever. Um, so um, I, it's been a pleasure having you all on here. Um, like I said, you all are welcome to come back at any time, but I want hey, you to share. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I got uh since Nadia couldn't make it, let me shout, shout her out. Nadia Monsano. If you go to www.mysisterkeeper.biz, you can yes. uh, definitely uh, reach out to her. I'm sorry to start to interrupt. So make much. sure reach out, uh, uh, shout out Nadia. That's right. And that, now see, that's teamwork right there. I'm telling y'all, that's some good stuff. Um, that doesn't happen often. So that was nice to see. Um, I'm just going to be authentic. <laughs> that doesn't happen too often. So that's a good thing. Um, that means that to me, Dr. Jennifer put together a good group of people um, because you all support one another. So it has been absolutely my pleasure. I want to remind everybody that you can actually tune into Luncheon with Lisa every Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I mean, I will note that on Fridays, we're actually streaming off of another platform out of Chicago called the GMAP. Um, broadcasting network. They actually run Luncheon with Lisa on their platform at six o'clock Central Standard Time on Fridays. But you can also go on YouTube. My YouTube channel is Lisa Dove Washington or Luncheon with Lisa's page. I also house the show in Dove Style Magazine. So you can visit Dove Style Magazine and catch it there. We want to make sure that you find out what's going on with Luncheon with Lisa. So we put it everywhere. Um, we also have podcasts. So we stream this on our um, podcast platforms with Spotify, Apple um, Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I think it's like seven of them. I can't remember them all. Shariva probably knows better than me. But yes, we want to make sure that the word gets heard. So um, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to bringing you back because I wanted to remind you all that they come back, more of the co-authors come back on the 25th to talk more about their chapters and Dr. Jennifer will be on. And hopefully some of these um, co-authors will come back and join us. Did any of you have some um, party words before we say goodbye? Just to say thank you. Thank you. There's, it's just gratitude. We really appreciate you, uh, you taking the time and, and, and energy to interview us, but more importantly, we know that this is a top. It, it's a critical topic, but we also know that uh, we're here to help. We're not really doing this for money. We're doing this to really help. And it's great to have Af all of the us being African American authors, but it, it is the responsibility of each one reach one. So that's what we're trying to do. 
So thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. I got to meet some new people. Now I can match your faces with your names. Um, so I'm I'm excited to start tagging you on, you know, this. Um, well, we've been doing that anyway. Everybody's been sharing. I love the way you all are sharing what's going on. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with you all on March 23rd at 630. It's going to be wonderful. So until next Thursday, we will see you. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you next week. Hi, everybody. I wanted to say thank you for tuning